The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Justin Fields had his second pro day, and now he's going third overall. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy who advised Joe Douglas not to trade Sam Darnold for the 12th pick. And with me, as always, is AJ. All corners are sons of NFL players, Marchese. It is ridiculous how many uh, the seconds and juniors and just sons of NFL players we have in this in this in this group and in this class in general. Three in, three corners is pretty outrageous, and like all good corners too. Yeah, and 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 we got Warren G. Son. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is more important than anything. And he's Willie uh, McGinnis' we'll... godson. Just to throw that out there. Oh, brought the facts. Today we're continuing our 2021 NFL draft position rankings with the cornerbacks and our divisional draft preview with the NFC North. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. AJ, what if I told you there was an app out there? That was a sports talk platform that was live and audio only. Whoa, I wouldn't believe you. It sounds too good to be true. And what if I also threw in that it's free to download and to use? I would say you're a gosh darn madman. What if I told you you could talk to other fans, athletes, insiders, and podcast hosts in real time? Everyone? That's everyone. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experience on the app, AJ. Yeah, you know what? I'll be going on to a locker room during the first intermission of this Leafs-Jets game and getting some hot takes 
<laughs> but what's wrong with the power play and the penalty kill and uh, how we can improve our Corsi. All you need to do to do that is download the locker room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter and join the group. Follow all your favorite people there and you'll get notified when the room goes live. So enjoy locker room and enjoy AJ's leaf talk. You got to know the local markets. You got to know the local markets. Want to start a spinoff pod where we just talk Leafs and Jays? Not Raptors. (laughs) Not the the team I actually care for in Toronto. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I I still don't understand the the 10 to 7 uh, playoff tournament, but I'll get there one day. Okay. (laughs) Noted. Um, Just give me some time with it. I know you're, you're harping me about it, but just give me some time. I'll figure it out. Okay. So we're doing cornerbacks today. Let's start by mentioning we will be doing nickels in the following show. So there will be probably for both of us a handful of guys who should be top 10 corners when you use it in a broad sense. Uh, That will be on our nickel show. Because to me, a cornerback is an outside player who covers the receiver. A nickel is an inside player who is covering slots. And it's a different skill set. Different players fit that role differently. Uh, so we're talking about outside cornerbacks specifically today. So guys like, at least for me, Elijah Molden, Aaron Robinson, Asante Samuel Jr., guys who are definitely top 10 corners are not going to be on my list because they will be uh, on my Nichols list. Yeah, I, I stuck with Samuel and Robinson uh, as corners. But, uh, you know, I'll give them a sh- I think they both deserve a shot outside first. And like at, at the very worst, they could be high end. Nichols and me putting them at nickel isn't because I I think that they can't play outside. I think like to me, like being a nickel isn't a downgrade from being an outside corner for the most part. Like it's the same thing with the slot. Um, I mean, people are trying to argue Julian Edelman to the hall of fame right now and is better than Calvin Johnson and all this stuff uh, because the inside player, it's uh, just as important as the outside player. Yeah. (laughs) That's yeah, you know, I I agree. You know what? I I'm glad you also agree that Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame. Correct, but <laughs> hey, if we're if we're if we're putting Edelman in, let's get Troy Brown in there. Mm-hmm. Let's get Wes Welker in there. Let's get Scotty Miller was in there. better That's than all Edelman. I'm Wes Welker was way better than Julian Edelman. Like not even close. Edelman's just like gritty. Edelman, <laughs> uh, Edelman was just cool because I could run the triple option with him at Kent State and NCAA. Yeah, he's a cool story. I mean, really good in the playoffs. Like, that's for okay, sure. Okay, we but... can't fall into... We're not debating this. I don't know how this happened. There's no debate. I'm just saying. Stick, put him <laughs> in. Anyways, yeah. So, so Samuel and Robinson are in my top 10. Uh, Molden will be in my nickels. Plus, you move him over to nickel for more content. And I, that's what I respect you for, Rob. Yeah, yeah. This was... <laughs> I could talk about more good players this way instead of having to talk about... My nickel nine be like some undrafted guy. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm fine. We can totally gloss over them today. And because we're doing the next episode tomorrow, we're kind of bunching these two together. We can do Robinson and Samuel tomorrow and, and give them the, the, the time they really deserve. I'm cool with that. Wow, you just always bow down to me, don't you? I, I'm making content here. That's I'm just I'm just a content mill. Well well then why why haven't you put out your Julian Edelman's a Hall of Fame rep? <laughs> That's I, at the end of the show, when when we sign off, uh, I'll just stick around and do a thirty five minute <laughs> Wait, monologue. Why, why don't you hop on locker room and do a live talk about yeah, it? Well, this is no. So the, my, sorry, just to say, my thirty five minute monologue is actually just a preview. 
for my three-hour uh, locker room seminar about it. Seminar? Okay. We, we got to get out of this. We got to talk about the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Overall, corner group. Obviously, Very good. a ton of, ton of top-end talent. Multiple mm-hmm. first-rounders. Um, for me, I thought some solid depth into day two. I found after my top ten, it really fell off a lot. Um, obviously, again, I don't have some guys that you're going to have, some of the guys I, I, I yeah. put in the nickel category. So that's going to hurt the outside corner depth. But I, like, there's not a lot of guys I would necessarily be banging the table for on day three. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, again, the, the top end talent is big time. And, and there's there's a couple more starters you're going to get on day two with big upside. Yeah, so so just to break this down quick, I got two for strong grades only i got a borderline first round grade then i have five like seven second round grades so that that's a big group there for me um and then only one guy in the third and then like four guys in the fourth and then that's that's kind of that so it drops off pretty quick there um Mm -hmm. and and again you're you're, you've got uh you're bunching samuel and uh robinson into that right exactly yeah correct um yeah because for me I've got three first-round grades and then kind of uh, a borderline first mm-hmm. um, and then like four firm seconds and mm-hmm. then like a kind of a, a guy who's late day three or late late day two. Yeah, uh, so similar. Um, I'm interested who your, your four firm seconds are. Maybe, maybe it's just two of my guys are my borderline seconds. Because two of my firm seconds are uh, Robinson and Samuel, so yeah, that's what I figured. Who I will tell you on the next episode whether or not I think they're firm seconds. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Uh, yeah, let's let's. No, I, I think it's better to save them for um for the nickel talk anyway. So I'm down with that. Um, but yeah, o- overall, lots of top end talent in this group. I think th- we'll end up with three first round corners for sure like actually selected in the first round Mm -hmm. uh and then maybe Caleb farley slides just because of the the back thing but other than that uh i I would firmly say we end up with three and maybe four yeah i i i agree and the third could be farley or newsom in my opinion yes agreed uh, and let, let's let's start with highest floor then. Uh, re- again, really good group. Kind of hard to, especially with the top two guys for me at least, hard to kind of put, pick who had the higher floor. But uh, give me yours. Uh, Patrick Sertan. Uh, I, think, I agree. Yeah. Um, and just to flip it, I, I put J.C. Horn for a high ceiling though. So. Okay, fair. I, I put him for best bet. Okay. All right. Uh, Sertan's my best bet. So, uh, Sertan, uh, we'll get it out of there. He's my he's my corner one. Um, top fifteen grade on him. I, I think you have Horn corner one. Not to spoil anything, but yeah, I do. <laughs> so we'll get there. Spoil it. Now you don't have to listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Same. Thanks for thanks for listening. But you've already uh, no. downloaded it, so we don't care. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know how. I don't even look at the Apple analytics, so I don't care if you're stopping after six minutes. Don't matter to me. Um, <laughs> Patrick Sertan. Big boy, 6'2", 208, checks the, checks the old Seahawks arms box at 32 and a half inches. <laughs> I'll mention that multiple times, don't worry. Tested really yeah, well. Love it. Um, like it, that's that's pro- prototype stuff all around there. And he's just so um, so smooth. He's so smooth. Like his feet are so quick, so smooth. 
Um, like he, he pattern matches very well. Like off the line mm-hmm. too, he's he's mirroring off a of press. Um, he you throw, he to me go ahead. he is the most scheme versatile corner of the group. You mentioned like obviously Alabama plays a ton of pattern match. He is yeah one of the best pattern match corners I've seen. Um, so natural. Re- like reading the receivers, shifting yeah. the zone, and you mentioned his ability to mirror. His feet are so soft and so mm-hmm. quick. Um, I know some people had some concerns about his long speed if you're trying to kind of nitpick his game, but I didn't really have that issue. And then he ran four four two. Yeah, but yeah. He he's so technically sound, so fluid, wonderful feet, um, great ball skills. Uh, awesome eyes in zone. I think he's better in zone than he is in man, and I think he's awesome in man. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's fair. Like, you know, it, it's just the game really seems to slow down for him, and that's yes. something you don't see with a lot of corners. Um, it's it's almost why, like, yeah, it's 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 almost like he was born to play corner. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, and yeah, like you said, the instincts are great. His eyes it's, are great. Uh, football like, IQ is all there. Um, the competitive as hell. He gives all effort every play. Like he's he's he's. I think he's super clean. I, he's my top corner. He's a top fifteen like, grade. Um, I think he's going tenth to the Cowboys. He's so yeah. I think he'll be the first corner off the board. Although I do have JC Horn as my corner one. Um, it's just because yeah. There's it's there's so few holes you can poke in him. It's like yeah. It feels like almost maybe his dad was an all pro. That's how talented he is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but when you got that bloodline, and the NFL loves bloodlines, his dad was awesome for the. I, I remember him more for the Chiefs than the Dolphins, but mm-hmm, me too. He, he was he was awesome. JC Horn's dad not too bad either. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. He doesn't. We we've had D Milner comes to mind when you think of Alabama corner bust. Like, he is so much better than whatever D. Milner was coming out. And <laughs> I think he's a, a more natural cover man than Marlon Humphrey was coming out. Um, he, I think he's that's unbelievable. Fair. I, I, I do think, yeah, I think he's first corner off the board. I don't know where. You said 10 Cowboys. Um, yeah, um, he he's perfect. I love him. And, yeah, and the I, fact I, that he's that long, too, and moves so like, a, a lot of yeah. the time with a corner with that type of size, they're going to be either tight in the hips, have some wonky feet. It, the, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, you'll be able to poke holes in them uh, technically. He doesn't have that. There's He's one of the cleaner prospects in this draft. And yeah. he's he's physical enough. Like, I don't think he's J.C. Horn physical, but he's physical enough. Um, he's really balanced in his press, and he's willing enough to come in and run support. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'll, I'll poke, I'll poke some holes, and we can't just only praise. Him. I mean, we could, but um, I will say he, he's maybe not as strong as you'd expect for a guy that's six two two oh eight. But like it's not enough to to be a concern. Um, yeah, like he's not the same pr- animal impressed that JC Horn is. No, no. Um, you see him not being great working off blocks, and I honestly I think that's a concern with a lot of guys in this group. I, I found to be honest. Um, and then when you look at the athlete he is, he is super smooth and he's more smooth than an explosive athlete, um, which I guess you can offer, but I don't know. When he's so smooth and clean, I don't I don't really care. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, okay, your high ceiling. You said J.C. Horn. Yeah. 
Yeah, J.C. Horn's my highest ceiling. Uh, uh, my quarterback, I, too. And Not I've got him for best him. bet, my corner one. He, him and Sertain, I, I think in most years they, like, Horn and Sertain would be the consensus ones, but they're both just so very good. Um, yeah. I think Horn's a little bit more twitchy than yep. Sertain. Yep. He's also a lot more physical and press. Uh, I think he's more natural in man coverage. He's not the same player in zone that Sertain is. Um, I think he's the type of guy you want him playing press man. Yep. Uh, he is he is very, very balanced in press. And he consistently takes receivers, uh, knocks receivers off time because it, he is, his initial punch is so physical. Um he can get over aggressive and a little grabby too yeah. downfield, and it, like he's gonna get called for pi at times. Yeah, he, um, five five flags in seven games this year. Yeah, like I think that's something he he's going to need to clean up in the NFL. Um, Definitely. But again, I think more twitchy than Sertain. I mm-hmm. think he's got better ball skills than Sertain. I think he does a better job locating ball and phase than Sertain. Um, I think. Both of them have fantastic feet. I think Sertain's a little more. You mentioned the smoothness with him. I think he's more fluid in in his hips. Not that Horn is agreed. It, it's like he's his his hips are very slightly sticky. Like not enough to um, be worried about. Mm. But uh, when you're comparing him to Patrick Sertain, yeah, a little little yeah. more sticky. And, and it feels like because they're both so good, it's easier to if you want to yeah. just just compare them to each other. And um, yeah, I think Horn is the more natural press man corner. Sertain mm-hmm. gives you again more schematic versatility with what he can do in coverage, uh, and he's the smoother athlete. Where Horn is the more explosive, twitchy guy. Yeah. Uh, both built really well. So, or Horn six one two zero five. And, and group, again, I think man. yes, and I think Horn's a little more um, physical in, in terms of run support as well. Not yeah, no, he's he, he's not like he and like gonna knock you out. There's like he's not Elijah Molden who's obviously going to be in our nickel group. But the, some of the nickels are, are quite willing. You're, you're right. Some of the corners are not quite the best at, uh, at shedding blocks and kind of sticking their nose in. Horn, mm-hmm. Horn, it's not an issue for me, though. No. No, he, he's got some physical tackles for sure. And uh, every snap, uh, it's physical. It's both against the run and, and in the past. Like, you watched him play Kyle Pitts, uh, physical as hell. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun matchup. I remember, like... I think I think the very first snap of the game, Pitts like pushed him into the dirt, kind of got him off guard. The ball was backside and away from the play, right? Mm-hmm. And put him in the dirt. And then uh, I don't know, maybe a quarter later, Horn, Horn got him back and kind of finished him. Same situation. So I don't know. I love that he's he's got that dog mentality to him. Um, and yet, like he's competitive as fuck. He's got the alpha mentality. Uh, you yeah. can see it on the field. And yeah, not not worried at all in the tackler. The, the physicality works into that part too. Go ahead, yeah. I put I put I put in my notes um, that like he he's the type of guy who he matches up. He's gonna follow whoever like you mm-hmm. mentioned him versus Pitts. Like they had him following Pitts at times yep. in that Florida game. Yeah, that's kind of the way I look at him uh, at the at the next level for a team yeah, that and- plays a lot of man and wants their their best corner to shadow the best playmaker on the other side. That's what I think you're doing with Horn. And and in man, he's he makes the window so tight. Like he he's sticky as hell in coverage. Um, he just eliminates space. Um, and yeah, I, 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 the ball skills question. It's like his hands are really good. Um, just to get on the ball, but he, you like to see him bring in more interceptions. He only he only had like two career interceptions. He dropped four. Um, 
So I like I, I can see that, but like you're not you know the PBU you know what I mean. He's finding the ball and he's knocking him down. He's just not bringing them in um, consistently. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, like he, he can get grabby at the top of the route. Um, you see his offhand kind of grabbing a rap at times. Got to clean that up. Um, and like yeah, that's the biggest just, worry with them. And that and that, that comes back to why I think Sertain's and you obviously yeah. agree has the higher floor. I, I think you're yeah. very comfortable from day one with Sertain. Um, and obviously you have Horn with the higher ceiling. Horn just his upside, like to be a mm-hmm. Jalen Ramsey type island corner, is very exciting. Um, and, and that's not to say Sertain can't be an all pro as well. Like they're both, they're both top fifteen, no doubt players to me. I I, I actually have like a mid first round grade with Horn, but in in terms of the actual draft, uh, yeah, he's he's not I'm, getting on the top fifteen. I'm always gonna fall in love with the the guys who kind of play with that psycho mentality. Sertain's very calm though. And, and like yeah. I mean that as a positive. Yeah, no, for sure. Like like I said, it's like the game slows down for him. He's level headed. It, it, it's just you know playing play out ho hum. I'm here to, two, to cover this guy. Those are the two type of mindsets I I think you look for in a DB yeah. either the absolute yep. dog that Horn is or the certain very calm patient totally agree playmaker. Um, yeah, uh, time in and time out in the NFL, those are the guys that you see succeed either the. The, the fiery dog or just the guy that's like, okay, this is my job to shut you down and I'm going to do it. No big deal. Yeah, like Darrell Revis was that, like the calm yeah. guy. And, yeah, and Sherman Jay, was Jaylen, the dog. Like, you know what Jaylen I mean? Jalen and, yeah, and Sherman are that. And pa- Patrick Peterson, more the calm guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, totally. For sure. Um, okay, my high ceiling, I actually went with Caleb Farley, uh, the Virginia Tech corner who obviously opted out of the season, was looked at as the potential corner one entering the year, opt out. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, also, uh, after last season, had back surgery. Just recently had another back surgery. So yeah. that's kind of like the big question with him. Didn't get his testing numbers. Um, 6'1", 207, obviously well built. Was 11th on Bruce Feldman's freaks list before the year. And if you're, you're wondering how trustworthy is the freaks list, well, I mean, Quiddy Pay was one. His numbers kind of stacked up to what was said. Boogie Basham was two. His mm-hmm. numbers stacked. Jason Away was four. Like the the guys on the list who were part of this, uh, part of this draft process have very like very much stacked up to what was said. Um, yeah. And, and he mentions in this that he clocked a blazing twenty four point one six miles per hour on his GPS tracker against Notre Dame. So you know that top end speed, that explosiveness is there, and you see that on tape. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. his sophomore tape. And the other thing with Farley is he was a high school quarterback. Um, he was originally a receiver of Virginia Tech who who redshirted, made the switch. Um, so only really two years of playing corner. So that yeah, can be looked at as a negative or a positive. Like he's raw with all this talent as he's still learning the position or he he's raw, he's got the injury history. Yeah. How's the development going to look? He, he's a big question mark. I think you could justify putting him as a wild card even, um, just especially with the recent injury or surgery. Um, I, I did put him for my wild card, by the way. Okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, and, but I, again, athleticism, size, upside. Yeah. Uh, I love him in press man. I think he is a natural man cover corner. Mm-hmm. Um, has really impressive ball skills for a guy who's still new to the position. I thought he, he did a really good job consistently locating. And not just locating in phase and getting out and making play, but getting his hands and in into the receiver's hands when the ball's coming in timing with yeah. the, with playing the ball like ball skills aren't just interceptions it's more i mean i think to most people they're less about the interceptions and more about the ability to locate and break mm-hmm. up because 
ultimately doing that consistently is more important um really good feet i found for a bigger corner really smooth hips everything every athleticism box is checked um and really physical impress uh again you worry like he, he you can tell he is raw especially mm-hmm. when asked to play zone um it feels like he doesn't totally trust his eyes at times he could be a hair late in, in, in making a play in zone uh and then the, it just it really with him it's all going to come back to the injury stuff and just being so new to the position still like it's do you think he ends up going in the first round considering two off in a row back surgery uh, I, I think he goes between t- 28 and 35. If, yeah, so I'll, late, I'll go really narrow there. Yeah. Are, are you fourth corner off the board? Not for me. Not for me. Um, no, but, but not, I, I wouldn't uh, be just, surprised. I yeah, know, like I that. I, I like he's my corner three. Is he your corner three? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see Greg Newsom go ahead of him. No, me neither. Not at all. Um, so yeah, I, like I, I think it's a fifty-fifty chance if he's corner three or four. Okay. Um. In. I, I guess. The, the. There's a chance someone could re, like take him before then, though. Assuming, let's say Horn and Sertain are both gone top fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like there, corner is a big need. I bet Newsom ends up going. Mid early twenties. Yeah, it's just it's tough again. It's really tough just because we don't really know what's up with that back. But again, lots of upside there. Yeah, uh, let me let me just add to the farther conversation. Yeah, here. yeah, go for it. Uh, definitely, definitely better in man than zone, and kind of played more uh, zone uh, at Vatek. Um, yeah, kind of like didn't highlight his uh, his ability as much. And then yeah, like like all the concerns in there. That's why I got him for my wild card. The injury history. Opting out, um, the core, transitioning from quarterback just a couple years ago, um, and, and like you said, that can all just that could all be in a, a highlight because he is a really good athlete. You know that for sure. I, I think maybe it's more of a like a long speed than an explosiveness, um, but like that's not like a, not like majorly. Not like I'm saying he's not explosive because um, you see the click and close. Yeah, um, that, when he has to, I, that, that's there. I yeah, think that's the thing that stood out the most with him was. His click and close is is like it wowed me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's you know he almost didn't have to do it that often, but when he does, you know, very impressive. Um, mm-hmm. And going back to the ball skills, yeah, like for a guy who isn't you know is pretty raw in a lot of aspects of his game. Um, he's not raw in uh, like working around guys for PBUs like on the slant, like yeah, his, you know he keeps his offhand clean and he he knows how to get in front of a guy or his arms in front of the guy and knock down the ball. Like you said, getting getting to that catch point, um, putting his hands – that's really all it is, playing playing corners, putting your hands in between the receiver's hands. That's, that's all you got to do. Wow. <laughs> it's easier said than done, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like like going to the raw side, like I, I think his, uh, his back pedal is a little choppy. Like I, I'm not sure if he's like high cuts or if he just plays high, but I think sometimes it, it kind of slows his transitions down. Um and he can get over aggressive. You see him get beat by double moves um, with decent frequency. Not not like some other guys. But again, it's a borderline top. Uh, you know, borderline first round guy for me. Like grade wise. The yeah, the the thing with the, the drop off from a certain and, and a horn who I think are instant pro ready guys. Like mm-hmm. fairly, I I I don't know that he'll be starting right away. Right. Like I yeah. Would, 
I would maybe rather him not start right away. Um, yeah, especially especially given the recovery process and like, yeah, all like those I, too. I I would I would argue Greg Newsom is more pro ready than Kill Parley. Um, yeah. Our floor. Yeah. No, I agree. Agreed. Uh, anyway, really really good group of corners here. Um, value pick though. Who's, who's the guy on day three that, like I, I mentioned, there's not a lot of guys I love on day three that I'm trying to bang the table for. I'm more yeah. so on the with the outside corners. There's a couple nickels I do like there. But um, who, who are you looking at there? So I, I think he might be in your top 100, but I, I got a mid-fourth on him. Um, had an awesome senior bowl. Key Taylor from Washington. Look, he, this he is really is not, just going to – No, I, he is, I, he's right in this range for me too, like just out, okay. outside of the top 100, uh, early okay. day, day three. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I can tell you where he is on my board in a second. Uh, but really, this this whole part is just going to be AJ's falling in love with <laughs> tall and long corners. What else is new? Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think, sorry, I'm just checking. I'm pretty sure he is in my, t- no, he's just outside my top 100. Anyways, um, yeah, no, I, I like Keith Taylor a lot. You throw that senior bowl performance into the mix. I, I look, it's, it's going to make me, it's going to endear myself to guys or themselves to me um a lot when you have a when you have a great senior bowl um because he's definitely one of the standouts he was the game mvp in my opinion it just f- physical and competitive all week um bit grabby and you do see that uh, on tape um and i, I think like you know he kind of struggled to find the football um at washington looked better at that in the senior bowl um I, for a bigger guy i guess he's not the heavy he's only 187 but he's 6'2 um, another guy doesn't get off blocks overly effectively. He's not that strong. He's not. He's not a terrible tackler, but he's a bit of a diver. Um, but but with that length, um, he's got. He ran a four five three, but he's got straight line speed to stay in stride uh, on deep routes. I got no issues there. The feet are quick. Um, he can ma- he can pattern match. Uh, the hips are fluid for a guy that that tall. Um, Tests it well. So all all of those ingredients. If you're getting him, you know, between 100 and 120. Um, that's someone that I, I think you really want to want to bet on there. Yeah, like I don't think he's a Pro Bowl type guy, but could definitely yeah. start for a couple seasons. Has like I got a Drake Kirkpatrick uh, comp on him. <laughs> I do I, worry. I, yeah, I I do because I think he's at his best uh, again. Press man using that length. Yeah, I do worry because he is wiry. And he's a little slight, and you mentioned mm-hmm. him being one eighty-seven. I do worry about how that will work against bigger NFL wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, the athleticism, like it, it's enough for his style of play. At least I, I want to see him do a better job uh, finding the ball, especially in phase. Yeah, um, yeah. He he can kind of get lost, and I don't love his eyes in zone, but I do think. Like he he can he puts himself in the position. I just think he needs to do a better job again locating ball. Uh, yeah, agreed. And and but, and like I said, he cleaned a lot. Uh, and the senior bowl is hard to um you know it, it's not game tape, but he did do it in the senior bowl game and in practice. So. He he is my corner eleven. So um I do think thirteen like four, for me. Yeah. Fourth round. Uh, oh, they're and, same same. Yeah, take out Robinson and Samuel. Yeah. So we have, we're, we're like minded on him. It sounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, AJ, my value pick's got to be a guy we've been talking about for like four years. Um, Cam Bynum from Cal. I'm not giving up on, on my love for Cam Bynum. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. He might not be the most athletic guy. This guy, how many guys are four-year starters, two-time captains? I, I know he didn't test all that great. Um, yeah. And, and you, it shows up on tape. Like The biggest questions mm-hmm. with him when you watch the tape is long speed, um, he is not that twitchy an athlete. He's 
a little robotic. He's really sound in zone. He played a lot of zone at Cal. He is really sound and has great instincts and eyes. He's a very willing run supporter. I I kind of cheated because I actually think he's a safety, but I wanted to put him here. Um, and I think he's a day three uh, yeah. guy who you're going to move to safety and you're going to get a lot more value with him there. Uh, and a guy who's going to bring special teams willingness. Uh, again, I referenced the four-year starter, two-time captain. Apparently, people rave about his football character. I love Cam Bottom. I love the way he plays. I love that he makes up for that kind of that being a step slow by just putting himself in a good position to make a play and knowing, again, the instincts, the, the cover instincts really stand out. And that's why I think he's better fit for safety as well. So, uh, where, where do you have him? Uh, he's my corner 12. Oh, okay. So you are, you are high on him. I got, he's like an early six round guy for me. Um, uh, I can tell you where on my board he is. He is. I, I do agree though that probably uh, a move to safety. 140. Okay. So like, uh, that's like fifth. Like yeah. so we're not, yeah, yeah. we're not even too far away. Um, yeah, no, I, I do agree that um, a move to safety probably in the cards, and I, I kept him a corner too, um, and and probably beneficial for him as well. Yeah, um, the only way I think he could stick at corners if he went to a team that plays a um uh, like a ton of zone. Mhm. Mhm. No, for sure. Um, okay, how about your sleeper? What, wh- who, who do you like? I guess mid to late day three, we'll say. Yeah, I, I have an early fifth on him. Um, I, I'm not sure where he's gonna go. He's a bit of a wild card. Uh, Brandon Stevens from SMU. Yo, that's my pick. Ah, yeah, who, let's go. I mean, when, when you see that size yeah. and the testing at that size, and then. He, he played running back at UCLA before transferring to SMU. There's all this stuff that gets you really interested in him. Mm-hmm. He's another yeah, guy for, who might be a safety in the NFL. But Yeah, he might be. It's, you can see that twitch, and he is just so much bigger, especially in the uh, AAC, so much bigger at corner than most of the corners you'll see there. Yeah, he, he's six foot two thirteen. Uh, he, he's got the length to him, too. And like you said, he ran a four four four. Uh, he jumped really well uh, under under seventh cone, which I'm I guess it's just really the the boxer check there. Um, yeah, like he, he you know what the interesting thing is too. Like yeah, like you said, he went to UCLA as a running back, uh, played a little bit, but he started every game since he transferred to SMU, which is I don't know that that I, that just speaks something. You know what I mean? It's, it's captain. Too. It's not like yeah yeah exactly. I mean, uh, only one career interception, but it was that. Awesome. Hey, I think we got like 30 retweets or something from it. Awesome <laughs> leaping interception against North Texas this year um, in the end zone. Um, but I, like, I think like you see some some nice ball skills to him for sure, though. He's just like – also, sorry, just that. Like I said, explosive mover, uh, uh, really competitive. Um, he's a guy who fights through blocks pretty well. Um, I think he's going to – like he might be a day one special teamer. Um, he's yes. aggressive as hell as a run defender. He's a solid tackler. It's just, you know, he's learning the position. So he's still super, super raw. Um, and, and part of the reason I think a, a move to safety makes it, I think he's pretty, he's stiff in the hips and his feet are a little slow. And that comes back to he's new mm-hmm. with the feet, at least. He's, he's newer to the yeah. position. Um, and that's, yeah. I, 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 I threw a comp, and it's, I guess, I don't know if it's lofty, but the old Bills safety, Aaron Williams, who I think retired because of a medical thing, but. I really liked Aaron Williams at Texas, and he played corner there. He shifted mm-hmm. the safety for the Bills, and he was a really quality starting safety. Um, and I just think Brand Stevens reminded me a lot of him. 
Yeah, that's that's a good one. And yeah, um, you're right. He definitely might be uh, his his talents might be better suited for safety. And he's got that. You know, there's a couple guys that in this group that I'm like, well, maybe they're safeties, but they don't quite have the um, you know the the instincts in the run and or the aggressiveness in the run. And I don't think that's an issue for Stevens. Um, no. So I, that's a good good thing. And you do see like quicker guys cross him up um, off the line. He had some penalties. I think he had seven flags this year. So there, there's a lot of that stuff to clean up to clean up with. But no, uh, move to safety could be uh, no could be really beneficial. I'm gonna keep him at corner. I'll give him a shot outside. Um, but if you if, if you know, I think you can move him to safety. Uh, okay, who's your who's your deep sleeper? Uh, hey, like I said, it's it's just more of uh, big big and long guys. So uh, I'm going to. Uh, your favorite state in the nation, uh, the beautiful state of Oregon, and the Oregon State Beavers with uh, Nushan Wright, their corner, who is six foot four, 183 pounds. So he's, he's tall and lanky and long as hell, um, 30, 33-inch arms. I'll keep throwing that out there. Um, who transferred from the City College of San Francisco to Laney College to Oregon State, converted from uh, a wide receiver in 2018. Last chance you fans will remember him. His, his I was brother for, was a, a main yeah. person on the show, and he was a bit on the show. But his brother is exactly. also at Oregon State now and also very tall. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, all that rawness of learning the position show up. Like he's Honestly, he just doesn't look that comfortable at times out there. He's, he's grabby at the top of his routes. Um, he's a bit tight off the line when he's trying to mirror uh, off press. Like the footwork is slo- sloppy. Um, but I, I, he's he, again with that length. Uh, he ran a four four seven. That checks a box with, when you're that size. Um, and I, I think you you see like some of the like that deep speed. I don't think it's lacking there. Um, solid impress, more of a one arm you know jab kind of run style. Um, but his feet are really quick for a guy his size. And you know he he flashes some really nice tackling. He's got a good nose for the football. He's a couple a couple just you know trying to rip the ball out, which I always appreciate at any defense position. Um, and like with that wide receiver background, he flashes some ball skills and he's physical at the catch point. So like, again, you're probably getting this guy, like I, I got a mid six round grade on him. You're probably getting him six, seventh, maybe UDFA. Um, but all those traits, I think like there's a lot that you're going to want to just get him to your DB's coach and, and have him get coached up. Okay. My pick is Illinois Nate Hobbs. Didn't get a combine invite. Should have, um, basically like a three and a half year starter for Lovey Smith. 511 196 ridiculous numbers uh, 44840 but his jumping numbers are crazy um, good 3 cone 2 685 really productive at Illinois uh, well built i think he's got a chance to be a late 7th because of special teams potential too um, but UDFA guy and you're betting on length i'm betting on explosive twitchiness uh, mm-hmm. and Nate Hobbs raw but again played a ton of football in the Big 10 was productive, um, not the most technically sound guy, but you can see the twitch on tape. And really, he's quite physical. Like he's very, he'll stick his nose in against the run. Um, needs to do a better ball, a better job finding the ball in phase, and um, needs to be, I don't know, more confident. I guess is the word. Can get a little overly physical, but mm-hmm. I think you 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 got to bet on if you're. UDFA, there, there's got to be a reason. With Nishan Wright, it's the length. With Nate Hobbs, it's the athleticism. Yeah. No. Uh, again, yeah, <laughs> when you're getting to day three, I think you're betting on uh, 
on a production uh, or length or athleticism or a couple of the, of the above. Okay, your wild card was Caleb Farley. Mine Congrats. is um, mine is Kelvin Joseph. That was Kentucky. my other choice. Yeah. Yeah, those felt like the two smart choices. Um, originally went to LSU, transferred after a year, ended up at Kentucky, was a big time recruit. I think he was a five star, um, and was an instant impact starter his first year at, on the field at Kentucky as a redshirt sophomore this year. Was playing really good football. Then there are concerns because basically he was playing, we'll say, more lackadaisically as the season went mm-hmm. on. Uh, and Mark Stoops basically told him to opt out um, because yeah. if he wasn't going to bring it on the field, then like just opt out and go get ready for the NFL, basically. Um, but you, you, you watch the tape, you can see why he was a big recruit, why he was originally at LSU, and why he's probably going top 100, should go top 100 based on the tape. Um, now, how high he could go. Let's say he had played the whole season at Kentucky. Let's say he played two. Like he, the, he's a guy who has the, the tools to have been a first round pick. Uh, yeah, he is. I I love him in man coverage. I think he is so explosive and has awesome feet, especially for a guy who just didn't play that much college football and played really mm-hmm. well. But when he was on the field in the SEC, tested awesome. Um, now the the things that need to be worked on. He's a little wonky in zone. Uh, lacks cover instincts. Ball needs to find it way more consistently. He's a kind of guy who who's willing to gamble, so he'll get beat gambling, yeah. but he'll also make yeah. the big play gambling. Um, I like my pro comp because of that. Uh, that's a teaser, um, and not the most like. I mean, when when you hear about the reason he opted out, uh, it probably doesn't come as a surprise that he's not the most willing run defender. <laughs> and yeah, uh, some some. Silly penalties in there too. Yeah, but um, like you, the raw. It's it's your. He is a very boomer bust. He might be the most yes. boomer bust of the group. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like I think I'm lower than where he'll end up going. Um, I like I'm a, I'm a late second, early third round. I think he's gonna go in the second round, um, because of the athleticism, because of the the, the pedigree to him. But yeah, like when you throw in, you know, like you said, there's they say there's maturity and accountability issues. He got suspended at LSU right before he left. Um, but yeah, I mean, and only started like nine games in his college yeah. career. But when you throw in the size, the athleticism, he ran four three four. Uh, the click and close burst. Um, he, you know what? You're right. He, he doesn't find the ball too great, but he's got soft hands when he gets there. Um, so you, you like that? You, you can see some potential with him um, becoming a, a high end or not high end, but you know, bringing interceptions down. Like all all, all the packages there, but yeah, he just. He's just he's like you're right. He's totally one of the biggest boomer bust guys, and maybe in the whole, in the whole yep. class. Yep. Uh, and then your best bet was Sertain. Correct. And mine was JC Horn. So it's a good class. Yes, those two are awesome though. But it's so fun to watch a great corner play football. Yeah, no, it, it is. And like I said, just how easy Sertain makes it look. Just, just really. Um, she really is like, okay, he's this the guy. And, you know, honestly, I think him and Horn go within three picks of each other. I think, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Horn is the first one at all. Um, but I think regardless, it, like say say Horn goes 10, Sertan's coming off the board 12, 13, 14 at the latest. Agreed. Um, you know, you mentioned, I don't know, 
I had a transition planned and then you kept talking. I can't remember what it was. I mentioned it though, for sure. You definitely mentioned it. And something that it reminded me of was Canon sunglasses. Your outdoor experience could be better. Clearly better. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lens for optimal clarity. The clarity you need to scout corners. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than the other lenses, and are nearly impossible to scratch, with frames handcrafted in Italy. Canon sunglasses elevate your experience outside, with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive exclusive code KNUNCAST15 at KNUN.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15. K-N-U-N, clearly bad tur. Uh, AJ, do you wear your K-N-U-N's when you're scouting? Uh, it's, it's the only way I do scout, buddy. It's, you can't you can't do it without it, especially when you got those uh, you know, those, those rainy tapes and those that Oregon-Oregon State game where you can barely see the field. you got to wear your K-N-U-N's. Speaking of Oregon State in it, maybe it's nighttime, and that makes me think of the Pac-12 After Dark. And Pac-12 After Dark makes me think of Bet Online because there's no better way to spend a Friday night in the fall than watching Pac-12 After Dark when you get some money on the line that if it cashes in, you got beer for all day Saturday drinking for the games, which you've also bet on. So if you want to have a great weekend every weekend and weekday because sports are also on the weekdays, BetOnline.ag <laughs> has all the betting action. Hey, I was talking about college football, but guess what? The NBA and baseball and uh, even hockey are all happening. Golf, the Masters. AJ won so much money at the Masters because of how much Bet Online was used to profit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a lot of Hideki fucking stocks, baby. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Um, okay, before we count down, um, corner is usually one of the positions that has the most players taken. Um, and if you're calling all nickels corners, uh, I probably yeah. got something like 30 draftables. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and last year there was 27 corners taken. 2019 there's 32, which was the most in the draft uh, among positions. 2018, 29. 2017, 34, which again led the led the positions, and then 2016, 32. So generally, we're touching the 30s. It's a lot of, there's always a lot of corners. It's corners and wide receivers, which I mean, not surprising. Not surprising. Um, I can't wait for the day it's punters and kickers. <laughs> go go to the CFL draft if you want that action, baby. Uh, okay, do you hit me with your 15 to 11, and then we'll actually break down our top tens. All right, 15 for me. Uh, speaking of Oregon again, Thomas Graham. I've got him at nickel. The... Okay, all right. Interesting conversation uh, there. I get it. I, I, I'll, I'll keep it on the side. Um, I got my comp. I, I don't know. My, my, comps are, my comps are weird this week. Duke Dawson, but better. <laughs> Duke Dawson, Dawson. that went for the in the second round, but – this guy's going to play like he goes in the fourth round where Duke Dawson should have went. 14 for me uh, from Canada, baby. Benjamin St. Juiced uh, from Minnesota. Uh, another weird comp. Uh, clean Holton Hill. Hey, mine too. Thir- <laughs> 13 for me. 
Uh, Keith Taylor, we already talked about. Uh, sorry, just say, uh, Thomas Graham, late fourth round grade. St. Juice, a mid fourth. I'm high on this group. Taylor's a mid fourth, like I said. My comp for him is uh, Aline Rasul Douglas, who you know I loved. Um, 12 for me, uh, one of the big risers. I don't know where he's going to go. Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas. I don't have him in the top 100. I think he's like 101 on my board as this as we talk. Uh, early fourth round grade. Uh, my comp is Darius Butler. Uh, 11 for me. guy we've been talking about for, for many years. Uh, Paulson Debo from Stanford. Uh, I got a mid-third round grade. Uh, my comp is Drayden Florence. Big throwback. Oh. Drayden Florence is a good football player. He was. Those old Chargers teams. Uh, okay, yeah. 15 for me is Rodarius Williams from Oklahoma State. 14, Brandon Stevens from SMU. 13, Benjamin St. Juiced from Minnesota. 12, Cam Bynum from Cal. Uh, and 11, Keith Taylor from Washington. All right, 10. Uh, this, this We're getting to the big dogs. All these guys are early third and higher. So, Kelvin Joseph's my 10. We already talked about him. Late second, early third round grade for me. Um, my comp is Trayvon Mullen. I don't know why. He just feels like Trayvon Mullen when I watch him. Uh, nine for me. Tyson Campbell, Georgia. Late second, early third round grade. So we're very close. My comp for him is Desmond Trufant. Eight for me. You got him at nickel. I got him here. Asante Samuel, uh, junior, that is. Uh, mid second. So a bit of a bit of a leap there. There's a, I got a tight group here. My next few guys are mid second. Uh, my comp is Dante Jackson. I couldn't find a comp I really liked for Asante Samuel. Um, seven for me, Aaron Robinson, uh, one of the guys I'll be pounding the table for in this group, uh, mid second round grade. I kind of just went to the Mike Hughes comp because it was easy. <laughs> and six for me is Efati Melifon, who loved his brother. I'm going to love him as well. Mid second, my comp's Xavier Rhodes. Hey, mine too. And hey, I also that's funny. six. Hey, um, there we go. Basically, we have a very similar top 10. I just have two of your guys in my nickel group. Um, Makes okay, sense. Ten, 10 for me, this is where I have Robert Rochelle from Central Arkansas. 114th on my board, Ronald Darby comparison. Um, nine, Paulson Adebo from Stanford. 86th on my board, Shaquille Griffin comp. Eight, Tyson Campbell from Georgia. 74th on the board, William Jackson comp. Uh, seven, Kelvin Joseph from Kentucky. 70th on the board, Janoris Jenkins comp, Jackrabbit. <laughs> uh, and then six, Ifiatu Melifonu from Syracuse. 51st on my board, Xavier Rhodes uh, comp. So there's a bit of jump to, to where he is. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's start with Rochelle uh, just quickly because you don't have him in there. And I am I think we're both lower on him than what we've heard. Um, yeah. I, I'm with you on the, the day three, the, the fourth round, early, mid-fourth round. Obviously, test it off the charts. I think someone's going to bank on that upside. Um, mm-hmm. You throw on the tape, and, and quite productive at Central Arkansas, I might add. You throw on the tape, um, you see that athleticism, but he is so raw, and I think his ball skills just scared me off. Uh, he doesn't seem all that – I think he's so much better in zone than he is in man. I thought he struggled a lot in man, um, and, and that comes back to finding the ball. Being able to find the ball in phase was a big – problem but again you can see the athleticism i think he's got yeah. solid enough feet and he's he's a fluid athlete for sure um i think he's gonna take some time which may be not surprising considering he's coming from central arc um he's a he's a boomer bus guy he's like a lesser version of kelvin joseph in my eyes yeah i know very much so and uh i agree with everything you said you throw that in um pass interference issues this past year mm-hmm. um isn't a very aggressive player i found 
No, I, 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 I don't, I, I, I don't think he's a, like he's not a guy I, I'm playing press man with, and I also, in terms of run support, I, I think he's a below average yeah. tackler. Yeah, no, and I felt like he just gave up a, a lot of stuff in front of him, and then kind of, just kind of drag and tackled, and it is what it is. Um, mm. Like I think, yeah, a zone. Uh, he's at his best if he's playing in a zone heavy scheme, uh, where that explosiveness to react and find like I. He's much better at finding the ball with his in zone. Like he doesn't have great eyes in zone, but like he really struggles to find the ball in man. No, yeah, I agree. But uh, like you said, uh, with that athleticism, four three nine, big jumps, uh, good agility, um, and that length, um, he's gonna go top one hundred. Someone's someone's yeah. gonna bet on that top one hundred. I just um, hope it's not in the second round. Oh yeah, I mean. But uh, yeah, for, for, for I think for I think for the team's sake and for his sake, so there's not like second round's got a little more uh, expectations than a third round pick does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, with Paulson and Debo, obviously opted out this year, was phenomenal as a freshman. Kind of took a mm-hmm. step back uh, in in 2019, um, but like not a drastic step back. But I just remember after his freshman year, there was this guy's a future first round pick. Yeah. He's, a th- he's a third round guy, I think you said as well. Mid third, yeah. Yeah, he's a, another guy. Who I I really think press zone is his his best fit. Um, he tested better than I was expecting actually, um, but again, love him playing press. I think his long speed and ability to to stay connected um, to receiver on deep routes is a question. He can kind of get lost downfield. But if he's playing press zone, I like his instincts. I, I think he does a good job locating ball um, and breaking up passes. And, and another long guy. Yeah, like like Rochelle, but at Stanford, you know, he's six one two hundred almost. Uh, good length, like an angular frame, kind of high cut, with really good testing. That the six six nine three cone kind of out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, that's you're betting on all those things top hundred, just like you are gonna with Robert Rochelle. Um, and yeah, going going back. Gabe da- Gabe Davis in 2019 just kicked his ass. Yes, um, <laughs> just ruined him. Uh, like multiple times, just absolutely cooked him with double moves and and just 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 cooked him. That's something um, you mentioned. The double moves are an issue for him. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, uh, I think he like tools are there. Yes, in the physical and the production. Press. Yeah, yeah. big ball production. Yeah, no, exactly. So like third round, mid third, late third, uh, you take them there, and I think you feel feel like you know you're gonna get someone in there and, and to work on and uh, pre- uh, pretend like Drayden Flor- Florence is a bit of a high end, like what he could be, kind of comp. But down the line, if you could develop him, I think that's what you're looking at. Uh, with Tyson Campbell, um, yeah. you were what you, you think third round ish? I, I got a late second, early third on him. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, but, but we're about the same. Um, obviously another long guy, lots of long guys. When he is on, he looks like he, mm-hmm. and he was a five-star. He looks like he could have been a first-round pick. Um, Definitely. The man coverage, press man, but there's also times where he really can struggle, uh, especially finding the ball. He can get grabby. There are games also, though, like against Auburn, like he he made Seth Williams his, his son. <laughs> but there's but there's other games where you can see the rawness and, and he's a young player yeah. and and he can get kind of wonky with his foot like he he'll take false yeah. steps and i worry about like he'll be physical in coverage but not so much against the run 
Yeah, no, that's that's really true. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw some more in there. Um, he's just a bit like imbalanced when he's he's in yeah, his transition there. Yeah, especially like, and he's super raw, especially when he's like just trailing a receiver. It's kind of like he just doesn't know where they're going. And like, uh, yeah, Seth Williams, he, he he put the locks on, but like if you if you got a good route runner, um, he can he can they can put some work in him, pretty pretty decent. Yeah, like um, he he's at his best against those more of those power forward types and. Like he's not a guy you would feel comfortable following, like Stefan Diggs into the slot. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. And like I said, kind of struggles to find the ball and some kind of poor awareness at the at the catch point at times. But yeah, you, you throw all that aside when he's six one, one ninety three, thirty two inch arms. I'll keep saying it. Uh, ran a four three six, tested great. He just turned twenty one. Um, you see the smooth hips, the feet are quick. Um, off the, it's kind of funny when he's trailing, he's kind of, he kind of loses sense, but off the line, I think he mirrors well. So like he, he puts himself in a good position that kind of loses it. Um, he's got that kind of second gear to make up ground on the, on the deep balls, um, uh, with, with, the, with the deep speed too. Um, and I, yeah, not physical in the run or maybe it's just kind of inconsistent. Um, uh, but he's kind of physical through the route. So a lot of pieces there that I, I like him a lot. Um, and yeah. another guy, like you could turn back. this guy into, into something special, um, yeah, the traits are there. It's just, is it going to all come together for him? Uh, and then six, or well, uh, yeah, we both have him six. We already talked about Kelvin Joseph. So Melfonu, uh, obviously his brother, checkered, checkered NFL time because <laughs> went way too high just because his athleticism and all that yeah. and didn't work out. He is a much better football player than his brother, um, and has yeah. incredible athleticism like his brother. And the Xavier Rhodes comp feels like it works because of that size. He can overwhelm people at the line of scrimmage using that size. He is way more fluid than you would expect out of a corner of that size. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see the twitch. I do think ball skills need to improve. He needs to, again, a guy who needs to do a better job finding the ball in phase. Um, yeah. And, and, like, he needs to be better at locating and making play on the ball. Um, I think he's really great in zone coverage. And good enough in man. Uh, feet can be an issue. I think he's a guy who, uh, similar to Tyson Campbell, is going to struggle with route runners, which, I mean, that's that's kind of classic with all bigger corners. Um, you know what's – yeah, you know what I think is funny? The opposite of – he's kind of the opposite of Tyson Campbell in the aspect where he mirrors really well off the release. Sorry, uh, he doesn't really mirror uh, well off the release where Campbell mm-hmm. does. Yes. But then early in, in, in his pedal, he's really good in his mirror. So it's it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. I, you know, also kind of funny with him too. You see some tightness in his hips when he's kind of flipping, but not when he's changing direction and, and kind of making a play on the ball. Yeah. He, um, he, for a bigger guy, he his change of direction is pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. And, it, like, you know, the, the instincts are kind of raw. Like, he's more reactive than instinctive. Yes, yeah. Like, and um, he, he's, he's a guy who – like is just such a freaky athlete. I'm pretty sure he's playing lacrosse at Syracuse early on in his career there as well. <laughs> you, got, you gotta love that. It, you know what? Uh, just a couple words. I, I'm a really big fan of Melfano, and he's he's I one of my favorite. Yeah, more favorite players to watch. Um, so like another thing, it's kind of like you just gotta kind of clean up because I, I don't know if he's like not a super active run defender, or maybe he's just a bit hesitant. Or like he just zones in on his his guy in coverage and kind of just needs to read the backfield better. I think it might be that one. There's a because couple it's not, guys in general yeah. in this class who do a bad job. Yes, realizing it's a run play. Yeah, yeah, they do. No, for sure. And you know what? That might just be 
the way they're coached up. Also now. true. Also true. Yeah, but no, okay. I, I definitely th- I don't think it's a lack of, of willingness with Melfano. Because um, no. you'll see him run a lane and make a hit, and he's feisty. Skill, yeah, his take on skills aren't bad. It's, yes, you're, you're no, I think more he's just awareness than anything. Yeah, yeah, no, I think he's got um, some better take on skills, more of the better take on skills in the group, because his hands are strong. Like, he he got some good, good pop in his hands. Uh, he can shed and make a tackle, mm-hmm. and you see the athletic ability when he's coming down to play the run. Um, anyway, sorry, uh, more on the on the on the plus side. Um, like, yeah, the ball skills. Um, You'd like to see him bring down more more interceptions. I think I think I'm a little higher on him just getting his hands on the ball. Um, he's physical at the catch point. I, I like that. Um, he like uh, he's got some thump as a tackler. Going back to that, and I don't know. Like I, I think he's he's another guy that takes good angles to to the ball, not not as a ball carrier, but with the ball in the air, um, getting PBUs without turning his uh, offhand and, and turning the guy. Uh, all the pieces are there, and you, like you said, he's six two and a half, two hundred five, and he's long. And he's a good athlete. Everything is there for him to be a, a, an Xavier Rhodes at his best type of corner. Yeah, the the Vikings should draft him. You're right. <laughs> they, I mean, they do love drafting corners. So would you be surprised? No. Uh, okay, want to give me your five to one? Yeah, let's let's do it. Uh, five for me. Kind of kind of in the same range here, but uh, a little bit ahead. Um, Eric Stokes from Georgia. I got a mid second on him. My comp is uh, Kyle Fuller. Uh, four for me, Greg Newsom. I got an early second round grade on him. I struggle with the comp. I put I put DJ Hayden plus plus. So maybe DJ Hayden were if he lived up to his where he went expectations. Um, three for me, Caleb Farley. Uh, I think we're gonna have the same top five. Oh no, we don't. Never mind. I'm full of shit. No, no. no. Oh wait, same guys so but the, different order. Our five, our five yeah. to three is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, borderline first. I got him in that twenty-five to forty range. Um, I, I had to do. I had in Florence earlier, so I had to come back and hit Quentin Jammer here for for Caleb Farley. <laughs> uh, two for me. Uh, JC Horn, fifteen to twenty-five. Uh, draft grade. Um, but I think he's like he's 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 like fourteen, fifteen on my board. So I struggle with a JC Horn comp. Uh, I, 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 I you know what? I tried to do a throwback to a guy that was underrated, Chris McAllister. It was similar build, maybe not as uh, athletic, but a really good football player. I have a Chris McAllister and, uh, poster in my childhood bedroom. Chris McAllister is he's way too forgotten because he's a really it's, good football it's player. It's because there were so many great players on that defense. Yeah. But he was yeah. like an uh, all-pro at his pr- in his prime. Yeah, no, exactly. And number one for me is Patrick Sertain, top 15 grade. And I had to do the Namdi Osimo comp. <laughs> um, that, that, uh, I, I've got... I wrote down two for him. Um, that was one of them. He, uh, I, I had a tough I, I, time with some of these comps as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so five for me is also Eric Stokes, 42nd on my board. I think he is – I don't know that he will be the first corner of the second round taken, but I think he should be. Um, I got a Byron Jones comp. He is so freaking athletic. Uh, more on that in a bit. Uh, four for me is Greg Newsom from Northwestern. 26th on my board, Darius Slay comp. Uh, three, Caleb Farley. 15th on my board, very high on Caleb Farley. Uh, I'm betting on that upside. Uh, Stefan Gilmore comp. Like, I really like Caleb Farley. Um, two, Patrick Sertain. 13th on my board. I put the awesome wall. I also put Antonio Cromartie. I, I, <laughs> I struggled to pick one. Uh, and then yeah. one, JC Horn, 11th on my board. Um, Marlon Humphrey comp. Nice. 
Nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, sorry. Just to clear it up, Sertan is twelfth on my board. Um, and Horn is sixteen. I, I don't. There's no one jumping either though. So like my my top twenty is pretty much set in stone now. Um. Okay. Let's do. Let, let's let's talk to Stokes, who kind of was overshadowed. It felt like during the season by Tyson Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um. Better better football player, freaky athlete. Yeah. Um. I thought like the, the that twitch that his footwork it all like I think he could play press he could play off. Um. He he's he's a part of the reason I think he's the first corner off the board on day two. I think he's more scheme versatile than a lot of these other guys. He's a lot. Yeah, he can play probably. inside too. Yeah. Like he can follow a guy and. Yeah. There's a lot to like with him. Like I think he's a long term starting NFL corner who's got some borderline Pro Bowl upside. Um. He's not the most physical dude in press and. Uh, especially not the most physical dude tackling, but I think he does a really good job um, in coverage with his cover instincts. I think he does, especially in that Florida game, the pick six off Trask, where he can, he, yeah. for, he he was kind of he was kind of physicaling his receiver down the field and, and came off him, had eyes on Trask, played the receiver with his body, had eyes on Trask, popped off his guy. It was a lot of bad from Florida, and, and just found the ball and it ended up in the end zone. Um, you saw his speed on that play too. <sighs> yeah, he, yeah, he's dangerous after the interception. Yeah, it's just for me that athleticism, the the ball location skills, and the mm-hmm. I, I I really think he has great feet too. Um, not a lot of yep. false steps I found with him. All that just packages into being an NFL starting corner, and I can get over the lack of willingness in the run. Yeah, so it's kind of funny because he's. He's not small. Like he's six foot and a half, one ninety four, uh, with good length, almost thirty three inch arms. Um, but he's kind of got like a narrow frame, which I found kind of interesting. He's built, he's built like a sprinter, which he ran yeah, track, no. so it makes sense. Yeah. So and then yeah, like I agree with a lot of uh, what you just said. Um, I'll add that like he he competes with physical targets better than most guys with his type of frame. So like you said, kind of kind of he he's physical. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was agreeing. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. And then um, I think, like, another guy kind of bit grabby with his offhand, which a lot of corners are. It's hard not to be. Um, kind of plays the man instead of the ball at times, which never, never great. You know, he just settles for letting the guy make the catch and kind of bring him down um, quick. And then, uh, I don't know, I think he can kind of just improve his feel for routes and, and the space around him through traffic. Um, you know, on those crossers and stuff, I, you feel like he can get a little bit lost. So just things to clean up, but the upside is huge. Um, and I, I do like I do like Eric Stokes a lot. Uh, and then with Greg Newsom, I think he is so fluid and natural. Uh, like I wonderful feet, really solid. No, he tested. I think even better than I was expecting, but really mm-hmm. just natural man cover corner. Not gonna overwhelm overwhelm you with physicality, but just. His mirroring ability is really awesome. His like there is his feet are one of some of the best in the class. Um, yeah. I think he's a borderline Pro Bowl type player in the NFL and an instant impact starting corner. Um, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't really have anything that he he's just really clean. Is kind of was my main takeaway with Greg Newsom. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I know. You know what's also interesting? Um. Like you said, he's a clean guy. Um, he's just turning 21 as well, which he feels like he plays beyond his age. Um, yes. obviously a compliment. 
you know what? He's kind of like, like he, like you said, definitely one of the best feet in the class. Um, he plays really well balanced. Um, yeah. he's got that click and close burst. He's aggressive through the catch point. Um, I think there's like a sometimes a very slight hesitation in the trigger to close, um, which will probably come with what time. Um, so I'm not worried about that. Um, some of the more knocks on him. Um, another guy who's kind of wiry, like he, he's he's kind of narrow and not super long. Um, but I like, guess not a huge knock. Um, only one career interception, but a lot of he's getting his hand on the ball a lot. So you're gonna always want him to be bringing more down. And I don't know if this is something that I kind of just noticed. Um, he's kind of got like a like a weird mechanical running style to 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 him. Um, I don't know. Did you notice that, or is it just me? Well, I think he's really smooth. I kind of understand what you mean. I think he's really smooth, and he. Uh, maybe I it's, just it's, see it more as he's technically sound with the way he plays. I don't it's know, you like know what you know when you really see it is when he's just like you know trying to make up ground on on a deep route or something like that. I don't know what it is. It's I'm not even saying it's a knock. It's just kind of something that that I noticed and it was kind of awkward to me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I, good football player. Um, sh- would I be surprised to see him go in the first round? No, at all. I kind of expect him to. Um, so, but I think he's more like. Yeah. I, I think he deserves to go in the first round because I'm not going to have 32 first-round grades. And I think there's, like, yeah, I think mid to late 20s is his his perfect spot. He's probably going to end up, like, 31 or 32 on my board. So, hmm. um, yeah, like right, right, right around there. Yeah, probably like 31, to be honest, if I'm just retracting. Um, yeah, so, no, I, I like Greg Newsom. He's a good football player. Um He's he's kind of like a interesting. He's clean. I agree. Uh, okay, and then we we talk fairly. We talk certain. We talk point. That that's enough of that. When we're talking yeah. vehicles tomorrow, so you you'll hear AJ finally get to talk about Asante Samuel and Aaron Robinson. I'll also talk about them, and then we'll talk about how Elijah Molden's perfect, and you know <laughs> gets the UW bump and all that stuff. The, the normal you, stuff we give you every year from the show. Do you have Wade? As where do you have Wade? Nichols. I have him with Nichols. Okay, I do I, right I, now too. But don't was, be surprised if I have him as a safety. But yeah, I was I was debating that literally all day today as I watched him, and then I decided um, to pick any of the the safety guys that you, you lumped into nickel just for for tomorrow. Um, I I debated it. I didn't like Ardarius Washington, but to me he is just and like he's more of a nickel in general. Um, but mm-hmm. no, like Javon Holland, I'm sticking with at safety. For, I think you're, you're, he's uh, kind of the biggest question. So, uh, sorry, you you, had, you stuck with Holland at safety or, or at nickel? Safety, safety. Okay, okay, and and Washington at nickel. At nickel, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I'm leaning. I'm leaning that way right now as as well. Because I just wanted to make the safety talk more interesting. Um, <laughs> okay, NFC North mock. Yeah. You you got the Lions. You can go ahead. Lions pride. Uh, their first pick, I I think they're coming away with Devontae Smith. Bama is who I'm putting them seven. Uh, this might be a trade back, um, but I think I think Devontae Smith's their guy. My my kind of whole mock is um, getting players to Detroit who can kind of or, or for most of these guys that play with an edge or like play with a quiet confidence. You know, guys that culture can kind of change changers. the culture. Yeah, exactly. So Devontae Smith. I think he's definitely one of those guys. More of a quiet leader and obviously fucking stud. Uh, bring him in. Uh, there's your wide receiver one. Uh, 41st overall, 
Uh, I'm bringing in Nick Bolton, one of Rob's favorite players. Uh, another guy. He's going to bring the thump in the run game. He's going to be a, a, a tone setter on defense. You're going to stick him in the middle. And you're going to feel good about that. Um, third round, okay. 72nd overall. Ronnie Perkins, who another guy, uh, really, really good motor. Um, obviously some you know suspension issues and stuff, but when he's on the field, he's a damn good football player. And uh, I think he kind of fits what I expect that new uh, Aaron Glenn defense to look like coming off the edge. Um, and then pick 101 from the Rams for Goff. Um, I'm taking Robert Rochelle here. Um, so so, so it, I kind of – That's a worthwhile yeah. bet for them to make. Yeah. Um, this Aaron Glenn looks at him. He's like, okay, this is a project for me. I know my corners. Get him in. I can work with him. And I can. Uh, I can turn him into someone that can start bo- start opposite Jeff Okuda, who is also going to be some work for him. But no, I think that's the, that's someone that he's going to be excited to get his hands on. That feels like an ideal four first picks for them. Thank you. Assuming assuming they can't get one of the quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah. That's the biggest assumption, um, and I'm making that assumption. <laughs> Fair. Uh, okay, Vikings. Um, I will start with the 14th overall pick where I, I, it's kind of this, we talked about this on our edge show. This is the spot that it feels like the first edge goes. Uh, I've penciled in Jalen Phillips, who's my number one edge, uh, but it, it, it could be really, it could be any of them. Um, I, I, you bet on that athleticism. Um, and I think sticking him up to Daniel Hunter would be pretty terrifying. They do not have a second round pick third round 78th overall. They need a safety to put with Harrison Smith. They also have some questions uh, at corner in general, um, including at the nickel spot, where Richie Grant can play safety or he can play nickel. Uh, Richie Grant's kind of polarizing. There seems to be some people absolutely yeah. love him to the point where he's a top 40 player. Um, some people don't like him. I kind of feel as if I'm in the middle. I think he's kind of in the 65 to 80 range, so I've got him right here. Uh, and we'll talk about him more on the safety show. Uh, in the 90th, they let Riley Reef go. That either means Ezra Cleveland's moving to left tackle or they need a tackle. And if Ezra Cleveland's moving to tackle, they need a guard. Liam Eikenberg, Notre Dame. Um, he like, it doesn't have the upside, the, which they bet on with Ezra Cleveland last year, but he's one of the safer uh, picks. And I, I think he's, he's a good bet to potentially play, play uh, guard if they move Ezra Cleveland to left tackle. Yeah, no, I, I like them bringing in someone that's just going to come in and plug and play and you're not going to have to worry about, as opposed to, you, you know, Ezra Cleveland, who, um, big flash last year, uh, but if he's kicking outside, uh, even if he's not, he's a big work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they they swung with Brian O'Neill a bit too. Um, you know what I mean? So they've always kind of swung on these guys. So I think I think bringing in someone like Eichenberg that you're not going to have to worry would, about. You're like, okay, he's my guard. Ba- there, base- we're, we're good. Based on you mentioning Ezra Cleveland and Brian O'Neill, let's say the, the thought process is, um, Ezra Cleveland sticking at guard. And I know Spencer Brown played right tackle, <laughs> but Spencer Brown yeah. fits the way they've drafted for that offensive line. In yeah, he does. he does. Um, okay, Chicago Bears, 20th overall. Just, just can build, like, I don't know. The plan here doesn't make a ton of sense, it seems. It seems like the, the front office, the coaching staff's gone after this year. So just take a safe bet in Tevin Jenkins who could plug and play at right tackle, help, help kind of pick up the slack for that offensive line, be a tone setter. Uh, 52nd, get Eddie Jackson, who's fantastic on the back end. Get him a, get him a guy who can make some plays down low and cover tight ends. Humpson and Cyril Dean for Florida State, another guy we're going to talk about on our safety show. He's a bit of a wild card because of the injury history. Yeah, But the size and is, is really interesting. And 
although he struggled against slot receivers and outside receivers at the senior bowl, he was awesome when he was matched up one-on-one with tight ends. Um, and then third round, a super recent riser uh, who I saw the hype and I was like, let's see. And I believe AJ actually mentioned him on a receiver show. Uh, As a sleeper, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Amir Smith-Marset, 83rd overall. Bankit, I think he's a top 100 pick. Um, ridiculous testing numbers to go with. Not the most production in college, but he's constantly open. He's so twitchy. I, I think he, he'd be assuming this is assuming that Anthony Miller is actually traded instead of just constantly being talked about as a trade piece. Uh, and I, I think he'd be a really interesting compliment to Mooney and Allen Robinson. And he's a bit of a gadget guy too. Can do a lot of things. And be a return yeah. man. Because they lost Cordero Al Patterson to the Falcons. So they need a return That's a good man. point. That's a good point. Um, I, yeah, I'm not – I like <laughs> I like him. Uh, I'm not buying the top 100 quite though, but I, I can I got, understand. I, he's the, all the, the way the up traits. to my he's all the way up to my receiver 14. Okay, all right. Um, I feel like if he lands with the Bears, it's like he's he's gonna get wasted. <laughs> but yeah, I see the, the idea from the Chicago side for sure. Okay, go ahead. With speaking, the yeah. Speaking of gadgety wide receivers, Kadarius Tony to the Packers 29th overall. Do it, make it happen, Green Bay. I love this so much. He could, you know. He can be your Tyler Irvin for what they've actually been trying to get out of Tyler Irvin that doesn't work. He can just be your your your. You can be your Tyler Irvin times Randall Cobb, and he can finally finally give Aaron Rodgers. It's it's ridiculous how little they put around uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean they've done a good job finding later guys and Adams obviously, but just please just spend a premium pick helping Aaron Rodgers out because you did zero last year helping him out. Do it here. You owe it to him after his fucking MVP year. All right, stop, Bring in Kadarius Tony. Get to the next pick, friend. This next pick is less fun. That's why I spent more time. Baron Browning, Wrong. 62nd Wrong. overall to, Love to it. the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> Oren Burks, Baron Browning, all the athleticism. <laughs> yeah, get a big old thumper. They missed Jeremy Chin last year because they're idiots. He's not Jeremy Chin, but uh, <laughs> size and speed, athleticism. Bring him in. Let him thump around and, and just run behind that, that Packers defensive line. Speaking of the Packers defensive line, I'm adding to it, uh, Deo Odiangbo from Vandy. Maybe it's a little late, but I like the fit. Kind of, you know, you can kind of do everything in the first half front there. You get Preston uh, Smith, you got Zadarius Smith, you got Rashawn Gary, and now you get Dio. You got all the edges. Yeah, but but they need, you know, they need, I mean, Kenny Clark in the middle. But they need, like, a, a five-tech. So, like, just kind of play him more as a five-tech. And then she when did they go to third down. Yeah, exactly. So, first and second down, true five-tech. Third down, uh, using wherever the hell, whatever hell crazy packages you want to come up with all those guys. Um, and I, I think, you know, early attack uh, offense, wide receiver specifically, and then add to that defense, and you'll be getting back to the NFC Championship game. Oh, wow. Bold statement. I would have taken a running back. That I'm still upset how terrible that, cl- that fucking draft class was last year. Okay, AJ Dillon had a 100-yard rushing game in the snow. Yeah, and then they signed Aaron Jones back. Oh, I love Aaron Jones, but oh my god, Josiah uh, is breaking out though. So that that's that's the truth. That is the truth, and that's what we'll end on. 